Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm Dave Gurney and I'm here with... Carlos Cooper. And Joe Hilliard. And Ethan Thompson. There he is. All right. And we are here this uh, episode to go in deep on M. Night Shyamalan and, and his Speak work. For yourself. <laughs> Featuring, though, uh, most prominently, his recent effort, Glass. And before we get into that, though, we always like to get our beer into our glass. And uh, I think Carlos is ready to crack this one. Ooh, there we go. Nice. Um, and and we're drinking here uh, St. Arnold's Beer, uh, Houston Brewery, an old school Houston craft brewery. Uh, their Bishop's Barrel series. This is number 18, uh, which was actually bottled, I think, maybe a year and a half ago. So, But these are beers that can sit on the shelf it, a little. This one says 5, 15, 17. There you go. So um, this one is an oat wine ale. That's been aged in what sort of barrel? This is a rye whiskey barrel. Okay. Top everybody so oat here. wine with rye whiskey. So I had recently at um, B&J's um, Bishop's Barrel 21, or I think, mm-hmm. and it was a quad aged in bourbon barrels, something I had not had before. Interesting. Not bad. The Bishop's Barrel series is very good. Yeah, we should say this is one of the, one of their limited edition annual series. Yeah, I right. know that, uh, obviously, we'll talk about the beer in depth here in a second, but is it safe to say that if we were to go through all the episodes and count up the different beers, St. Arnold's is probably accounted for more beers than any others. I think the they podcast. may be the best represented. Yeah, I would say point. as as is appropriate. Yeah. It yeah. speaks, speaks to our love of Texas I, beer I think, certainly. You know, they and Real Ale are probably my two Texas craft brewing heroes that, you know, they they've been doing it for a long time and they're still putting out great stuff. I mean, both of them put out stuff that I don't care for That's as true. much at times, but they're still putting out really good stuff too. Like LL Cool J, they're doing it, doing it, and doing it well. <laughs> does yep. he, but he doesn't put out music anymore, does he? <laughs> I saw him at ACL, and it was one of the most entertaining shows I've ever seen about three years ago. Really? LL Cool J. Okay. It well, was that's fantastic. Good. I mean, so geez, late, late 80s, early 90s, I was yeah. all about. LL Cool J. What are we doing? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're, we're talking about what's in hey. our glass, and we're talking about Cheers, the movie guys. glass. Cheers, the movie guys. glass. That was good. All right. What hey, you did good. just there. Thank you. Um, so, so, glass, does anybody want to synopsize this one? Uh, a long, long time ago, M. Light Shyamalan was a sophomore fi- uh, No, no, not sophomore filmmaker. His first film was... Uh, what was his first well, film? Well, he, he actually had a couple before right. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense, Sixth of Sense was... Technically, his third feature. Sure. But it was his breakout film. It was certainly the breakout film. It was the one that made uh, a trillion dollars. And, of course, we all see dead people for his sophomore... Never saw it. You never saw The Sixth Sense. We'll we'll get to that in the second half of the episode. For his sophomore film in the big leagues, he releases something that really took everyone, I think, it, it confused people. Yeah. Uh, Unbreakable. This is back 1999, 2000, and then uh, he made a few more films. We'll talk about those in the second half of this episode. Yeah. But then, many, 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 many years later, two or three years uh, ago, he makes a sequel of sorts Was to it almost Unbreakable. Fi- almost 15 years later? 
because yeah. Unbreakable uh, yeah. was 20, 2001. Yeah. And then... Uh, 2000. 2000. Uh-huh. And then Split was 15 or 16. Right. Right? Uh, Which one? Split was... <laughs> he asked you an and or question. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Split, I believe, was... 16, right? Was it? I should, think it was. Uh, anyway, I want to say 17. So Split comes out, James McAvoy yeah. doing the damn 16, thing right. in 16, that movie. Right. So 16 years later. Right. And the very end of the movie, last two minutes... Oh, hey, the by hell? the way... This is the same sequel. universe. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. And then he just <laughs> he drops the bomb. Th- they didn't even wait till after the credits. Yeah, it was just the very last part. You right. see yeah. uh, Bruce Willis in the diner, and, and you're split like, oh, makes a shit. ton of dough. And well, everyone split loves was... Split. We'll talk about that in a sec. But then now here is its sequel, the end of the trilogy. The end of the trilogy. Glass. All of our favorite characters are back. And what do you think? I think this movie was unfairly critiqued. It got very bad reviews, and I feel unjustly. Well, you fa- you should fairly critique it. Tell us your thoughts. I thought it was a ton of fun. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a movie that exists within the superhero trope, like kind of as Unbreakable and Split did, um, that avoids all of the classic pitfalls of a superhero film. And my the biggest one that I'm glad it did not succumb to, that I will point out, is spoilers... Uh, you know, as always, um, there's a very large portion of the film that revolves around this new giant skyscraper that's been built. That's like the tallest in Philadelphia. It takes place in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. So it's the tallest in Philadelphia. Most now. of uh, and M. Night's films are in Philadelphia. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, opening to the public for the first time that they're unveiling it or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, Glass, Samuel Jackson's character is trying to get the beast and the unbreakable man to duel it out at this gigantic building in front of all these people to show the world that, hey, superheroes and villains really exist. And rather than do that and be boring and cliche and underwhelming, he opted not to ever actually take it there and keep it all in this penitentiary, psych asylum kind of uh, thing or kind of facility that Sarah Paulson's running. And... Uh um, I I found that to be a great relief, and I would have been very disappointed had they torn the building apart up and down and yeah. done all this nonsense. They did that in Die Hard. You know, <laughs> they did it in Die I mean, they've done it in so many movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, good movie. Tons of fun. You enjoyed it. I'm also a fan. I, you know, I think, like Unbreakable, impressed me at the time, as being, and it's weird, and I really probably should save some of this for, for the next half of the podcast, but it I love the, the way that he approaches these superhero films from this slightly different angle that sort of brings them to a more human scale that, um, I don't know, it's just, it's so refreshing, especially now. Now, when Unbreakable came out, it wasn't so much refreshing to me as it was just novel. It was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because superhero films had not taken over the box office no. at that point. And, that was 2000. And, and what was the last one, that the last like real superhero movie we had gotten at that point was Batman was and the Robin. Batman and Robin. That yeah. was terrible. Right. It seemed like superhero movies had kind of gone away. It was but like, in the, uh, hold on, but in the landscape, even Batman and Robin made a lot of money. Sure, no. So I mean, but people it's a are bullshit used to film. seeing... They had been big blockbuster event films sure. before then, but seeing that kind of more 
subdued kind of take it's a superhero, on a superhero movie, film, it's like playing around with superhero mythology, right. but then doing it in a way that, like I say, has like a more modest kind of human scale to it. It was pretty neat. I mean, it was just like, okay, what if somebody had slightly elevated abilities? Not not like super to the point of Superman where he can, you know, fly. burn things and freeze things and he's bulletproof and he can fly and he can be in different places. You know, what if he was just pretty strong <laughs> never got sick <laughs> never seemed to get sick and you know was you know and wanted to use that for good well how would somebody do that and would they be i don't know it was <laughs> like it a was, superhero just never gets a cold yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's i i kind of I appreciate wash my hands right. well, Super and, and again and, and the film plays around with that and, and you know glass kind of picks up obviously at this point the in this trilogy, we've established that, okay, these, these abilities are real in this universe. And so these characters, what are they doing with those abilities? How would they manipulate each other? How would they kind of interact with one another? And like Carlos, I love that it really stayed in this more humble setting of, okay, well, here's this, you know, um, sort of psych ward or whatever it is that they've kind of put these these folks into that they that they're putting them through this kind of therapy to try to disavow them of this uh affliction that they have where they think they're superheroes well then you realize that there's more to it than that but i like that it kept it at that kind of it was interesting because i was a little worried going into it i'm like okay well he's had you know unbreakable was okay good success at the time not huge uh, clearly split was a big success for him yeah it brought him back to being respected right. as a filmmaker again and and my worry going into this was okay is he gonna get kind of crazy cocky and try to go over the top with this thing and i felt like he kept res- he stayed restrained with it and it and it was pretty nice good performances all around yeah i bruce willis i feel like he's probably one of the most it how many we've done death wish we did right. something else with yeah. it. i mean like at this point we, we, oh no um hudson hawk yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go okay that, yes that that came up <laughs> i was at tapology the other day uh-huh. and i think it was will who was like yelling at some girl that he was there with or that had like met him there or that he knew or whatever he's like you never heard of hudson hawk and he grabbed Fink <laughs> and he was like you never heard of hudson hawk <laughs> everyone was getting so mad about it well so so bruce willis that you know once again we're, we're with you um and i'm sure he's listening so you know bruce willis great performance samuel L. jackson great to see him in a somewhat subdued performance and james mcavoy you know he's He's amazing in this I, movie. I, the the pace at which he switches characters in this thing. There, there's one scene in Marat- I mean, it's, you know, you say whatever you want about the film, say whatever you want about M. Night, about the trilogy, whatever. You cannot discredit at least that one scene where Sarah Paulson's just like flashing yeah. the lights in his face and he's just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, distinct character. I mean, like day and night between each one and it's happening in an you know in an instant yeah the range he showed i mean for someone as talented as james mcavoy is this had to have been the most fun that you could have i would imagine i mean i can't imagine an actor of his skill set being you know challenged more and yeah you know you know having the ability to really like you know, so so, cle- so clearly you and i 
Carlos and I really enjoyed this film. Joe. I, did... I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I have problems with the notion of this being some kind of exceptional pre-planned trilogy of a genius. Because you take the Bruce Willis scene out of Split and you still have there's a pretty no, decent movie. A great movie. I mean, still, I, I don't yeah. think that the unbreakable tie-in with Split makes Split any better than no. it was. But I, I, I don't think this was pre-planned. Is, are they saying that it, it depends is? on what you read and it depends on when you read it? I mean, there there have been talks and rumors that Unbreakable would be a trilogy that he had an arc from um, the very beginning. Okay, but I don't know if you believe those rumors, and yeah, I don't, I, who, I don't who, know who who knows. I, I mean, if you think about Unbreakable and when he shot it compared to the success of the Sixth Sense, I mean, the success the, the Sixth Sense blew blew minds. It was yeah. Blair Witch big. It was. You took, you made a very inexpensive film, and it made more money than we ever would have dreamed that it makes. So now, and it was, Mr. Shyamalan, we're going to give you as much money as possible to do anything that you want to, which proved to be a mistake later in his career. Well, we'll but, talk, I'm sure we'll talk about but, that. Yeah, but I mean, Unbreakable, as a follow-up to The Sixth Sense, was very bold because yeah. it. It was kind of mind-bending. I mean, what is this exactly? And, mm-hmm. and, and folks, film purists and comic purists certainly understood that it was supposed to be a deconstruction of the comic book. And it was a, what if, and this is what I liked about, okay. what I liked the most about Glass was this notion of if superheroes exist, they don't look like Marvel comics. Right. Yeah. They look like a guy that's stronger than most people and has more Billy than he's supposed to. And then, okay, so we bring the same actor back to be the son older, many years later. Yeah. And the the system that they created and the 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 earpiece and the, the earpiece and the communication. I loved all of that. The how it's made of what would you do if you had these powers and how would you use them and the newspapers on your trail. You're not Spider-Man and J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. It's it's just a guy that's trying to avoid being Recognize it. Right. I loved that part of it. Right. The, 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 the reality part of this unrealistic situation. Yeah. 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 But the, um, this, this being the third movie in a trilogy, a purposeful trilogy, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They brought Mr. Glass back. They brought Dunn back. And, and they were able to pull in this guy to create a story. But it was, it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed myself very, very, very much watching this film. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had a ton of fun and afterwards looked at reviews. I didn't beforehand. Uh, I just didn't think to because I was already yeah. so excited for the sure. movie. Yeah. Um, and it was like a 30 something on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes or something like something. Readers crazy. or critics? Critics. Yeah. Uh, I think viewers liked it a I lot. I was going to say, I think I think it's been getting the, yes, right. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, I think the critic score is around a 36 but the audience score was closer to like an 80 or yeah, 70 something yeah. yeah it was a lot higher now one part of this movie that really that i really enjoyed is i mean there's a couple one was um I think I think his mom says something to him and Glass says, no, this wasn't a limited edition. This was an origin story. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> he says like, that to his mother. Yeah, to his mother. Yeah. 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 Uh, she says something to him. I can't remember right. what it yeah. is. Like, oh, this isn't how your story like was supposed to end or something yeah. like that. And he was like, like, no, 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 no. This yeah. is an origin story. And I was like, shit. That's, yeah. that, I mean, that, that was, I mean, it wasn't, 
you know, the grand, huge twist ending that M. Night has, you know, tried to make himself known for or whatever. But it was enough of one that I was like, damn. Like, though, I, though there were a couple kind of twists in there, there right? Were. That he was That he was trying for. And, I mean, and the, the second thing, before mm-hmm. you go on with the twist, right. the second thing I really liked about it, Anya Taylor-Joy, the girl that plays Casey... Yeah. She's compelling. She's great. Yeah. And I think that not not only is she good in this, like exceptional in this, but I, she's been popping up in more stuff. And everything I see her in, I think she's great in all of it. I think that she will... She has a career. She has a career in that, you know, just as uh, Chloe Grace Moretz kind of like appeared out of nowhere right. and began to catch attention and has gone on to, you know, be in Suspiria and some other mm-hmm. things. I think that we'll start seeing a lot. At least I hope we'll start seeing a lot more of her because she's, yeah, she's good. She has the, she has the on screen yeah. kind of, Oh, um, she was in the witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see the thing about this is that like, to, if, if and is, thoroughbreds was the one if that this I is really M. liked. Night's okay. comeback. He's not coming back as an auteur filmmaker. He's coming back as a, People pleaser. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, think it's this a is a people pleasing movie. Well, but There's he was not never... a lot of tour about it. Well, okay, and and, may, and maybe that kind of. I don't think he was ever an auteur filmmaker to begin with. I don't think even in I, his I heyday think he redefined a genre back in the day. I, th- I, th- I think he created he well, redefined and, and created with the I see dead people. That was that was. I mean, that was a huge landscape changing. That was film landscape changing. That film. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure in a little. We we will we will. So the, it's 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 so hard to talk about him without really talking about his. He's such other a work. gimmick film. Well, especially when we're looking. I wouldn't at, say that when we're looking at the third film in a trilogy, in a trilogy that he's yeah. created. But that it's is not a connected trilogy. It's yeah, a trilogy films. is one plus one plus one equals one. This is one plus one plus one equals two. Because again, I'll say it. Split is not. It, you have to have Split to get to the third one. You have to have Unbreakable to get to the third one. But they're not a story arc at all that are that are that are following the same. And character. I find that, and, and honestly, I find that kind of refreshing. It's interesting. I, I dig that. I like that he found a different way into a trilogy. I think it. I think it works as a trilogy, though. But just maybe, I agree with you. It is not the typical trilogy where film one leads to film two, leads to film three. Yeah, it's it not is the original film one, Star Wars trilogy. Stands on its own. Films two, film two seems to stand on its own, gives you a hint that maybe it connects to the other one, and then film three brings film one and film two together. So one of the big like critical thing, or like one of the things critics kind of railed this for, at least in the reviews that I read, was that the third film doesn't stand on its own. That like you have to have seen the first. And two. I disagree. And uh, well, I don't. I think that. I mean, I think you could watch Glass on its own, and there's enough in it to tell you to give you the sure. context, yeah. so you can piece together what's going you're on if you're a reasonably intelligent in there, person. Right? I mean, yeah. In the first two. But why the fuck would a third movie in a trilogy need to stand on its own? It's in well, a trilogy for point. Christ's sake. Good like, point. how is that a critique of it? Yeah, Honestly, I, I think this stands on its own as well as anything in any trilogy I've ever seen. It does, but I mean, obviously, if you're watching. Return of the fucking Jedi, and you <laughs> haven't seen A New Hope or Empire, right, right. then you're not gonna get 
Yeah. The most, I mean, and same with, you know, Return of the King or, I mean, yeah, right. pick <laughs> yeah. anything in yeah. any trilogy ever yeah. with the exception of maybe these critics have been watching a lot of Lars von Trier thematic trilogies well, that, no, don't, you know what that don't connect narratively. I think they're just thinking of the apex of all trilogies in their third film, The Godfather Part Three. Yeah. And, w- and when you look at that, it's like you just want, they keep pulling me back. Like that scene alone, you're just. Okay, we know I'm joking, right? <laughs> I mean, I just... I, <laughs> Never explain the joke. I well, I wanted to make sure on a podcast we couldn't see facial expressions. No, so. no, we all, we, all, we all know. I mean, we, we all know about The Godfather Part 3. We've all seen it once yeah. and exactly. only once. Exactly. Um, it just, to me... And Sofia Coppola has only seen it once, from what I understand. <laughs> to me, to make such a big stink out of a, the third part of a trilogy not standing by itself... Is yeah. crazy to me. Well, okay, and but I think cares about the I think the critical I mean, the critical reaction to this film has so much to do with M Night Shyamalan's entire career, m- even more so than this film itself. That I think it really leads into our next part. So we should probably no, hold on. I had a big problem with the movie. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right. If All right. you are a secret society, you do not get a tattoo. You don't get tattoos that everyone can see. <laughs> you don't do it. That's fair, and I. But I. I want, because, what if, and, and, yeah, but what about prison tats? I feel like that's kind those of those like, aren't prison tats. I was yeah, about, but like, no, like the teardrop thing, like the, like that's the, people like, know what that's about, though. Right, that's but not then a secret you're not society. Then okay. you're not these people. But that's okay. But is that to say? I guess what I'm saying is like that. That whole story of that whole piece of the story that there's a, a secret society was unnecessary. We only cared about these characters. And, 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 and if M. Well, Night Shyamalan had gotten successfully there, we would have only cared about these characters. It was refreshing in the first 20 well, minutes to see Bruce Willis do that again with the, his son. The and, scene in the pink room was great. Where she's interviewing the three of them all at one yeah. time. Yeah. And and, and great Mr. Scene. Glass is comatose. You but needed great for scene. them to be put together that way and to be treated together that way, you needed to have, I mean, that was off. You needed to have something motivating that. Yeah. And to that's have it bringing be- the characters together to have a sequel. Well, it really is. I mean, it's, it's tying it all together. In I the think third it's movie. The, the secret society thing. I mean, tattoo aside, I, I'll give you that. But sure. the secret society thing, which, which we haven't really talked about so much, but that there is this like Sarah Paulson is part of the secret society that is actively trying to find these people who have special abilities and essentially suppress them, put them under the rug, right? Sweep them under the rug, keep the them quiet because they do yes. exactly right. But in a much, much more successful way because sure. nobody's ever figured this out until the end of this film where, right. where stuff gets leaked. Um, I like that. I mean, I thought, I thought that that was good. It leaves it kind of open. I mean, well, you needed a reason for that character to exist and they created it with that. Even story. though I do like that these characters are done. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think these characters need to continue, but I kind of like the idea that mm-hmm. this universe of alternative superheroes can still can exist. Can still exist. And, I will say I think the one thing I read in the in the reviews from critics afterwards. Screw Bill Maher, screw Mark Maron. <laughs> I'm just saying, on their anti superhero tirades. Uh, uh, the one thing, <laughs> the one thing I read that I do somewhat agree with is that were that footage to go viral, people would question it more, 
in the movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe. they don't spend a lot of time on it, but in the movie, everybody's like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" You see, you see, that? and they're just like, everyone's like buying nah, into it. Yeah, but, but like I, a guy like pushing over a car and stuff. People would get on that. I don't That's, know. I, I think I would think like there's there was that one video of a guy walking out into the middle of the street, jumping over a car that's driving by really fast and then like going like plank on the ground like push-up style like uh under a car that's going really fast and i remember i didn't when, see that i one. remember when it came this is a couple of years ago probably i don't know like five years ago okay. people were like holy shit did this guy really do that like he was on a freeway or something you know yeah. but then someone paid enough attention to notice like the shadows or whatever okay and that it was green screened okay but i think if you saw something like this people would be like people would examine it really close and be like okay where is the and but it know, would be real because the just like just like any conspiracy <laughs> theorist will find something somewhere that maybe yeah. oh uh, this looks kind of strange you know and i think well, there the would be a, it garage. would be a lot more skepticism Fair enough. Fair right. enough. Okay. And which, which, which I didn't think about when I saw it, but the, yeah. but then when I read the reviews, I was like, okay, I'll, I will grant you that one complaint. If you if that's what you really want to get into right now, then sure, fine. The kid in the garage really had a lightsaber. He did. Yeah. <laughs> and the javelinas are really running through Corpus Christi. Today. <laughs> yes. So what do we uh, right. think about this uh, Bishop's Barrel eighteen? I think our Texas is showing. On this podcast, we are in Texas and hey. we love Texas breweries. And St. Arnold's puts out a Bishop Barrel every year. And I've had is it more than once? They, a year? they yeah, put them out a couple it's times. It's not yearly yeah. because the um, the 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 number on the label does not correspond to the year that it comes. Right, out. right. Yeah. I appreciate that, but I've had many Bishop Barrels. Yeah, this is decent. I'm enjoying this yeah, very it's much. It's very sweet. I mean, I think with it, it being is. an oat wine, it has kind of a sweetness to it that um, even. Tops of barley wine, let's say, um, very For smooth, sure. very. I don't know. I'm I'm enjoy. I enjoyed it. I thought it ha- it had a nice body to it. It was it was very like it would stick in my mouth. It still is in my mouth. I've finished my glass, but I can still kind of taste it. It's it's sitting there. Um, in our last episode, we had that collage too. Yeah, there was a. Um, I think this is a much better a beer. mix up of beers that was difficult to describe. Right, you can't describe the style very easily. I mean, there's it's they, they they've taken a style and they've uh, aged it in risky Y barrels, risk <laughs> risky Y barrels, rye whiskey barrels, risky Y barrels, rye whiskey barrels. Yeah, um, they took a style that I don't know very much about oat wine ale. Never heard of it until today. Honestly, I've never had a standalone oat wine, and yeah. now it's difficult to describe. Now, is it enjoyable? Del- it's delicious, it and is I would good. I would buy this again if it were available. Yeah, yeah. so. Very nice. All right, so happy with the beer, and us three are happy with the movie, even if a lot of critics and we aren't. We had to dance around M. Night Shyamalan's career, so I think we should get into it. All we right. should. So we're back. I gotta say, guys, uh, I obviously haven't seen Glass, that's why I didn't say anything. But uh, I think I'm gonna see it. All right, you, you've yeah, convinced you convinced me. You think we convinced you? Should, you have convinced me. You should rent. It. Did you like Unbreakable? I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh wow! Uh, you watch it. Did I, you like Split? 
I haven't seen that either. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Too. I have seen very few of uh, his movies. I just to, not my thing. To, to what have you seen? I guess we. Uh, Six Sense. Okay. And bits and pieces of other things. Okay. But, I watched uh, the whole trilogy for the, the podcast in preparation. I went back and watched Unbreakable for the first time since I saw it in the theater when it first came mm-hmm. out, being the oldest of the group. I well, I did, did some that. research. Uh, I did some research to get prepared for this uh, podcast, even though I didn't see the film because yeah. I saw I wasn't going to have time to see it. So I did something else uh, about M night in general and all his stuff. And we'll talk about that in a second, but first I believe, uh, you guys got a beer that you need to oh, pour around. We have to open a beer. I hope Good so. point. you guys already know. Good point. So Thirsty. this is, this is from 11 below brewing, uh, out of Houston, Texas. As we've stated before, Houston's killing it. Um, and it is called Java space. It's an Imperial coffee milk stout. This one comes in at 9% ABV and, uh, it introduces coffee to negative space, our Imperial chocolate milk stout, uh, that's aged on cacao nibs, cinnamon, and chilies. Oh. Using, uh, using locally roasted coffee from Java Pura Coffee Roasters, we marry a variety of flavors to fill the coffee beer void you never knew you had. I'm sorry, <laughs> where did you say that brewery is? Out of it's in it's in Houston. Okay. It is um, to be more exact at 6820 uh, Bourgeois Road, seven seven zero six six. I believe. Uh, so we're gonna crack this one open. Um, Nice. Ooh. Give it a go. Um, Good foley work there. I I do my absolute it's best. It's a magical thing. Someday uh, we'll do a documentary on how we <laughs> We're going to drain two of these things. <laughs> Joe's just, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I can't let you have all the fun. Of these. You Joe's brought two to the party? It. Let's have a party. Yeah. These, yeah. Were, uh, these are also left over from uh, the wedding. I don't know if you guys had... Any of these? I did there. not. I, no, I, 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 I definitely. I think Towards, there was a second cooler going that I just did not even look into. Well, I don't know because some of the stuff that there were some in this cooler that I know for a fact you uh, uh, rated I tapped into because okay, right. you had the mocha frap. Yeah, from Ingenious, I did. And I did. You had some of the Ingenious stuff, and there was some of this in the Ingenious oh, okay. cooler. You brought the leftover um, beer, but where's the leftover cake? Because that cake was delicious. I yeah, didn't I, even I, have I, any of the cake, man. I'm I, saying, I had two pieces. Yeah, it's like not lying. cake. I've been told it's so good. I've been told I have to say we have to save that for our anniversary. Yes, you're that's supposed what's to supposed to happen. Is it in the freezer? Yeah. 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 Shouts out to Sugar Bakers. Yeah. Was that Sugar Bakers? Everything was Sugar Bakers. Oh, nice. Wait, they did the catering then. Yeah, all of it. Everything. Nice job, Sugar Bakers. Yeah, we should the get them to sponsor the podcast. Yeah. On another note, <laughs> right. so M Night, M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan Ding Dong, Shyamalan Ding Dong. I got a little thing that I put together. All right, because I was looking at his different movies. You know, we 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 started to touch on uh, you in particular, Joe. Um, is he an auteur? Is he not an auteur? What does that mean? Is he a gimmicky filmmaker? Right. Regardless what word you want to use, there's something different about his movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's something about what they're about where you know it's an M. Night movie. So I was, I was looking at the different, uh, all his films, or most of his films anyway, looking at the, the plots of them, seeing if I could like break it down to some kind of formula. You know, okay. That maybe we could get the recipe and just generate our own M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know if we can do that. Okay. Maybe. Right. But I, I found, you know, what if you if you look at his films and, and really the way that they break down... Um, there's there's like a normal person okay that has some kind of encounter with a force or a person that has some supernatural aspect right. to him some sort of mystery right and they've got to come to terms with that somehow okay so the shifts are like 
who is this person? Is it a group of people? And what is this thing that they encounter? Right? right. And which is specific one. So you can kind of break it down into those three pieces. The subject of the film and then the, the kind of encounter they have, what happens, like the verb of the sentence, uh-huh. and then this mysterious person or thing that they encounter. So I've like chopped up all the different films here into these three pieces. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play a little game, and you guys are going to draw different pieces. Okay. I'm calling it Mix and Match a M. Night Movie. <laughs> okay. Oh. We'll all see. Right. And all if right. it doesn't work, we're just, no one's ever going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. So, uh, so what we'll do is you're going to pick out these random pieces and put them together and we'll see if it works as a movie itself. Okay. And if not, we'll see if we can figure out like which, where it actually belongs, what it is. If you can guess it. Okay. 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 All right. So Carlos, you get to go first. So this is, uh, the first part, the subject. So you pick one. So don't read it yet. We'll read it and see if we can make it put it together. So the, the point is when you read it, you have to like kind of try to make it sound like it fits together. Okay. Even if it's not perfect grammatically. Okay. Let's pick for you. I shouldn't do that. So far, we've got a subject, a verb, and, now, and a mysterious thing. I just got the mysterious. Mysterious person, place, or thing. More or less. Okay. All right. So those have a one, two, and three to make sure you get them in the right order. Let's see what we got. It's very elaborate. Yeah. I like games. <laughs> games are fun. Okay. Um... A science teacher, his wife, and a young girl find themselves after a devastating accident. Find themselves. Well, mm. well, it says himself okay. after a devastating accident, but, but because there's multiple yeah. subjects, yeah, no, that's that's so the I, right I way to find do it. themselves yeah. after a devastating. So accident. your 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 middle part is just one word. One word, just finds. finds. Yeah. Okay. I think this works as a film. Yeah. yeah. I think that is a a pitch for a movie. <laughs> All right, can we name it? So there's just like a family. They a have family a devastating accident. Has a devastating and then accident. They find and then they find like some sort of other version of themselves pre-accident. Us. <laughs> well, us. There we that's go. the NBC show. This is us. Well, no, it's the, no, Jordan, the Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele movie. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what we're doing. That need. is a movie that is coming out. That's all. <laughs> Well, I guess we can't make that one. Okay, <laughs> we have just revealed that Jordan Peele is actually playing this game to make his movies. Yeah. No, he is. <laughs> he right. is actually. We were just talking about how it's uh, Chelsea Peretti's last. Yeah, I got night. five on, on it. No, go ahead. All right, Joe. That's from the trailer. That For is. anyone confused as to why the fuck Joe just said I was that. just singing. All right, he's picking my turn. One. Subject. Do you have any idea, Carlos, like what actual films those no, are? No, I don't know. The no. Okay. These are, so everything you see is an actual film. No, wait. Oh, an actual M. Night film? Yes. Oh, okay. Everything we got. I didn't the make teacher, any of this The teacher, his up. wife, and... The cook, the thief, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> are we doing Peter Greenaway here? I don't know, <laughs> let's do a rabbit hole right now, because that's a movie. That is definitely a movie. Jeez. Okay. All right. I'm going to read to you. I've, I've taken all three elements, Ethan. I'm going to read them all back right. to you right now. All right. (laughs) Two siblings try to help a man with... Wait, that's number three, dude. Huh? Two siblings. I did. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. No, he's got it. Two siblings try to help him. I'm sorry. Relax. Two siblings try to help a man (laughs) with 23 diagnosed distinct personalities. There you go. That's full house. (laughs) (laughs) They're They're just trying to help him. Okay. <laughs> a man. They're just trying. Yeah. Okay. Dave, did you already pick them out when you when they... I did, I did. Okay. But I, but I'm curious. I want to think about this one for okay. a second. Two, yeah. siblings Two siblings tries to help 
a man with a diagnosis. Well, obviously we have Split in there. Yeah, Split's the, number three. The two, two, two siblings. siblings. See, there's a... Is that Signs? There's a chunk. No. No, there's, there are siblings in Signs. There's a chunk... No, there's an uncle and a niece. There's a chunk of M. Night Shyamalan movies that I'm just not familiar with because I quit. <laughs> I quit until Split. No, I saw The Happening. Which we'll get to in a little while, I'm sure. What a mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. No, oh. no. There's no siblings there. Okay. I'm not sure. The, first, the, the, yours, the one that I think is, the two siblings one is the movie that after I read the description of the real movie, I thought, I, I really do have to see this movie. Okay. Okay. Um, Dave. Okay. A family living on a farm. I know that one. Struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. Is that Bird see, Box? <laughs> uh, well, the, n- there was no family living on a farm in Bird Box until well later. Cool. I guess they were, yeah, towards the end of the film, yeah. But the last part. But but family living on a farm is definitely signs. Signs, yeah, yeah. 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 Signs. Um, a plague that causes those. Well, that's the happening. The happening. Happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's signs mixed with happening, and I'm not sure where the verb comes. What was the middle one? Struggle, Struggle to, to survive. survive. Yeah, that's like all of them. So that right. any. Yeah, right. All of them. All right. So let's do some more, and then we'll keep the ones that are actually entertaining. But I like that. I mean, that 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 could yeah, work. It that could, could work. It could. There is a formula to his films. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Subject. Ethan has cracked the code. I That's what I think. I'm not getting exhausted, right? And, here and, and actually, oh, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure M Knight, you're listening, and you're getting your fan. new ideas <laughs> right now as we recombine these elements of your earlier you know, films. M Knight, come on the show. That's right. I would love to have M Knight on the show. I hey, let's we'll travel to Philadelphia to do an episode. I would gladly yeah. go to Philadelphia. Yes, it's this, always this will be there. the last round. He should do an episode of It's Always Sunny. That would be, that would be good. <laughs> okay, mine mine has two very recognizable elements to start it off. So three girls are kidnapped by a boy who communicates with spirits. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got good. a split six cents mashup there. That's great. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Here, one. Here's my a disheartened child psychologist becomes increasingly frightened by mysterious crop circles in his field. Ah, the six cents signs <laughs> mashup. Okay. The right. sixth sign. Sixth sign. All right. A man learns something extraordinary about. His grandparents' disturbing behavior. Ooh, ooh, oh. My son's going through that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be honest with you. We're gonna we're gonna wipe that from the episode. Okay. The visit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one the visit. Is uh, two is, siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. I've got so the, has anyone actually seen this film? I saw the you, visit. You've seen yeah. the visit, right? I've no, seen the visit. I, I didn't, oh, I I think, didn't yeah, get yeah, to. I it did look decent, though. Was I that saw, the one that you wanted to see? Yeah, because it's like, like the grandparents come to visit. That was, I think yeah. that, that really was his comeback, yeah, yeah, honestly. Okay. If yeah. You, even if you look at the critical reaction to it, I mean, After Earth. and Last Airbender were kind of like a distinct nadir to mm-hmm. like. I After mean, Earth's a good movie. Well, okay, the, the actually... Does that, that has the Smiths in it, right? Yeah, that's why I said Is it, it Jaden yeah. and Will? Jaden and Will, yeah. Okay. It's a bad movie. Is there another child Smith? Willow. Okay, I Willow. I whip my hair back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Is that all that ever happened for Willow? No, she's oh, still doing something. There are actually, magical things to happen. All right. No, she's actually put out a pretty decent record since then. And are they all still Scientologists? Mm, no, they never they were. They say they're not. They weren't. No. I thought they were. Yeah. No, they they're sent students their children of, they're students to... of varying religions. Oh. 
Okay. Well, cool for them. They All invented right. their own, probably. But it, but I would the, follow it. Kind of the yeah. visit was definitely that first film. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. After right. that, the, the visit, the visit was perfectly timed for the shitty horror movement of the early two thousand and tens, Conjuring, etc. The where, visit was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Where we're yep. convincing ourselves that these shitty, shitty horror movies are actually good because okay. there's a lot of audience participation in them. And the visit was that sweet spot. In fact, the visit, I. I so wait, I'm I'm trying to tell. Did you like the visit or no? He did not. The visit you was didn't. garbage. Okay, all yeah. right. Okay, yeah. saw that one coming. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the the visit I did not enjoy. How would you feel about the Conjuring at all? The the Conjuring, the first one was nonsense. You don't make a PG thirteen horror movie. What's the point? The first Conjuring was good. I no, disagree. It, 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 people clapped and you jumped, but other than that, it was not that great. It was okay. But, okay. Yeah. So okay, the, but it is interesting where you see that kind of shift that you know this very and it was a smaller scale film it was a cheaper film to make but it made some good money at the box office sure and from what i understand i think he actually put some of his own money on that one where he was because he wasn't really able to get a fund fully funded yeah Yeah. and he was okay well okay well he made he made the money back on that and maybe we're seeing the comeback of uh, m night Shyamalan. and that got him to make split he needs we should talk about the early career probably before it seems he needs less money this is what I've gathered from this conversation: is that too much money leads M Night. Down I think that's actually a pretty a bad good, road. I think that you've hit on something here. So he had a couple films early in his career that, honestly, I have not seen. Praying with Anger, um, which which is seems like a very autobiographical film where he's actually in it, um, and and he's a young Indian American returning to India, and I'd be curious to see it at some point. But um, that didn't go anywhere, sort of box office wise. He did a film called Wide Awake that was some sort of comedy drama with Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, yeah, right. And Dennis Leary. That's a thing? You've seen it? <laughs> no, I, I've seen the poster for it in okay. the description, though, and yeah. thought, Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Leary? Yeah. So, the, you know, they were... Finally that. together. But, but Sixth Sense was really the beginning, right? So Sixth Sense right. comes along, 1999, like I, I said earlier, made for comparatively small, modest budget, made huge, huge money at the box office. Ethan, you saw that in the theater. I saw that I saw it in the theater. It was a phenomenon. I saw it at Padre Staples Mall here in Corpus Christi. Last film I saw in it? Was it before it was the the dollars? No, no, no. No, Padre. It doesn't exist Oh, that's the other one. And it was, the lights were like on. I had to tell someone to try to turn the lights off. There's a woman with a baby in a literal, like, uh, stroller. Age-wise, David, did you see Six Cents in the theater? Yes. Okay. Carlos, no. Yeah. Well, I was in college yeah. at the time. Okay. That was that was my was college. You were too seven young for or that. something. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But hey, but Haley Joel Osment was seven. Yeah. Oh I mean, no, yeah. six. Come on, man. I actually I actually was seven. One of the mo- <laughs> one of the modern movies that invented the word spoiler. In other words, if you yeah, know yeah. the yes, before yes, you yes. Go okay, in, so you don't want to know about that's it. why I've never seen it. Yeah. Is because you it was know, such a cultural was phenomenon and such a thing uh-huh. that before I was ever old enough to know about movies that weren't just like, you know, I don't know, right. con- like animated Follow comedies or bird. whatever, you know, I don't know, just random crap. Uh, I already knew the phrase, I see dead people uh-huh. and... Mm-hmm. I already knew it. I already knew all of it, right. so it was never going to hold the same weight with me that it did. But here's the thing about people, the so sixth sense: is they say you need to see it twice because once you know the ending and then you watch it again, then you see the clues. Yeah, and you I see the beginning see of M Night Shyamalan's whole thing. You yeah. know, it's funny. It's like I can't remember if when I saw it, 
Surely, because it it was a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a phenomenon. But, but I the audience was good it. about not going yeah. out and spoiling. Yeah, it. yeah I, 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 rem- I seem to remember seeing it. There's without, an ending, but I can't tell you without it having right. it spoiled. But people had right. talked it up as, "Oh, you got to see this." You know, there's going to be because some there's kind a twist. twist. Exactly. I mean, and that and that kind of became the marker of M Night Shyamalan, right? Is like this idea that oh, you're going to have this twist to it that's going to like unbreakable, like. Oh, but he really is a superhero, you know, like that that this thing is really happening. Signs. Oh, there's this really simple thing that actually can right. kill these and aliens. Been, and we've been telling to be. it to you the entire film. Right. Had you known. Right, right. So like the, these things that should be so obvious, so to speak, that he's um careful enough early on in the film that they don't become obvious until much later. That is a skill. A- Difficult thing to finesse, I feel like. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a device. It's an approach to narration, right? It's a, it's an approach to storytelling where you withhold just enough to be able, but but offer just enough as well to but, be able to at the end of it kind of show. Oh, but all along. But if Six Sense had made twenty no, million dollars, it wouldn't have become his thing. I believe that no. the, success, the success of the Six Sense was. I gotta have a twist in my movies after that. But knowing where that balance is, I mean, that's a fine line. Not everybody can do that. Yeah, I no, think, I agree. It, it, I, it's I think it's a, I think it's a fair thing to have. Oh sure, good. At the it. sixth sense that it had a twist at the end. My problem with the sixth sense is they telegraph. Then they go back. I hate that when they do that. Here's the twist, and now we'll go back and show you how you should have figured out the twist. I, I don't yeah, like, that, that. I don't I, like that. I don't that, like. that I don't like. Uh, yeah. Of the sixth sense, but but for that film. It, it, that's a really good movie. I, the Sixth Sense holds up even today in my in my mind. And if you haven't seen it, Carlos, yeah, I would suggest that you do. Yeah. Okay, so there's, there's more to it than just the twist, which makes the film okay. whole and, and good. So Sixth Sense happened. Right. Unbreakable happened. We talk about that. Signs happened. But hold on, I want to talk about uh, Unbreakable a little bit more. Okay. I mean, I mean unless you, if you're going through chronologically, no, go. Well, what, just, do, what do you got to say yeah, about sure. Unbreakable? Say what, yeah. Well, I was going to say. So now we've got an M Night Shyamalan film, which means something. We mm-hmm. didn't. We didn't know what that meant when we were watching. Right the now, it's sense. a thing. But if you're in the cultural zeitgeist of of, of that time, now I went to see Unbreakable in the theater. What's yeah. this guy gonna do next? Underwhelmed. Yeah. I okay. watched Unbreakable again f- to prepare for this episode for the first time since I saw it in the theater. That film really holds up, and it's much better than I gave it credit. See, Great movie. Okay, a I long agree. Time ago. Honestly, I like it more than Sixth Sense. Yeah. And and again, going back to what we were saying before. I just love that. Real, I mean, and how prescient was that? That he, I mean, that was before Spider Man. That was before. It was before all of it. Iron Man, the Avengers, all this. Like it was like he knew that superheroes were this. I mean, and obviously he was a comic book fan. I'm sure, and it, you know, yeah. but he tapped into this thing, and he was able to recalibrate it in such a way. Yeah. It was. It's and a he had, yeah. He had Bruce Willis post Die Hard, and he had Samuel L. Jackson post Pulp Fiction, and he kept them quiet. And I, I thought that was fascinating at the time. Right, he right. keeps these two boisterous guys quiet to tell a very interesting story. I yeah. thought, that, I thought the, the um, I'm um, so excited to go see this this these movies now. <laughs> I have to say, oh my gosh, Unbreakable right. is good yeah, though. I mean, it was it was good. I. 
I saw that. It really is. It's like an antidote to superhero Okay. Films. No, See, the it fact is. that I need it so the, much now, and I did fact, not need it in 2000. <laughs> I mean, no, and exactly. We've, and we've done some superhero films. We at least did Avengers we, last we, year. We had we, that choice. We had to we do know, that. Right. Justice and, League 2. And I'm sure we're going to do Infinity War Part 2 or whatever it is. Mm. when that. No? You're yeah. gonna, we're going to skip I, that? I, I bet we could agree just mm. not to do it. I the only okay I'll do a mini episode just by myself <laughs> just you in your closet. The, the only reason I'm the only reason I'm gonna see it is because I saw Iron Man when it came out and I've been watching these fucking terrible movies for ten years and I have to finish it. Okay, I have but, to. But I guess I'd like to see oh, them. It's not done. Like, no, they're all fun. dead and they're gonna stay dead. <laughs> no, they've already. That's what I want to see. The Spider Man trailer. None yeah, of them yeah. are coming back. When you put a trailer out for one of the characters you killed, you have to assume that. It well, does come I back. mean, it's, I mean, as soon as Black Panther was gone, it's like. No, we know there's going to be more of those movies. Right? So it's yeah, like a, for sure. it's fucking no nominated for best picture. Yeah, but but I guess what I'm saying is get us back there in the mid back. in the midst of all that to be seeing Glass and then Unbreakable again. It's like it was really refreshing. It was it, yeah, at the yeah. time I don't think I appreciated it as much. It's funny how that film has gained in its yeah. impact. Yeah. Given what's happened, it since. was a box office flop compared to uh, Six Sense. It, it and, still made profit, but it was a flop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a flop in, in, in comparison. In comparison, and, and, and uh, a lot of folks that were comic book folks back then, not comic book folks today, different types of comic book folks were like, "This is a really incredible, intense deconstruction of that right, genre." Right, and it really, it really, it really was. was. And getting and back to is. what I said at the beginning of the episode. If there were superheroes, these would be them. Yeah, yeah I think. I mean, in, it's, my body is weak, so my intellect must uh, allow me to be the supervillain. Yeah, and my body is strong, so Which therefore I'm the superhero. Uh, yeah, I. By the a way, great antidote. I would yeah. just say, uh, since I didn't see these films, what I will contribute: watch the Ted Bundy series on that. <laughs> on that is it good? I tried that. That mofo. Yeah. Super villain, super super villain, super villain. The shit that he did, uh-huh. like I, I, we all know Ted Bundy was. This, yeah, ser- but this dude, like, he but escaped it, but come from on. prison multiple times. That it, what you're saying, fits him perfectly. Like the that he had these particular abilities uh-huh. and this weird personality. I have a special sense totally of I don't know. To me. Ted Bundy gets a bad rap. <laughs> no, seriously. You because think? listen, he's just trying to sell shoes to the <laughs> common person. What? To the common person, and he's got a wife who's a little You're bit right. overbearing. Peg, pegs a ball bus. Yeah. Jeez. And so come on. I did <laughs> So what did M. Night Shyamalan Hold follow up unbreakable? I with? did I, I I did try to watch that. And yeah. it's called the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah. And it tells you at the beginning that you're gonna hear a conversation with Ted Bundy himself and you don't get nearly as much of it as it promises well, at the top. And I got a little bored uh-huh. kind of quickly. Yeah. And I watched The Big Lebowski instead. It has, there. you hear a lot, you hear him, but there's Soon not any real revelations from the tape. It's just like a gimmick. Okay. For, I yeah. mean, you, if, yeah. I, I thought it was a lot more about Okay. Anyway, we need to get back because where yeah. Carlos was is yeah, going so into this dip. My beer's almost empty. And, come on. Unbreakable signs happened. Oh, let's um, talk about signs. Signs was Sign. a success. It was successful. Fucking incredible movie. I it, love that movie. It was a whole thing. I love signs. Uh, Mel Gibson with Mel Gibson where I get to love Mel Gibson. He was probably anti I know. Before before we knew he was as terrible as he is. Not before he was. But Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. Signs is a solid film. 
Okay, sure. it's I a believe you. Solid now, film. The, th- the main thing that the reason that I gathered okay, you Carlos, here today. Okay, Carlos, I guess you're in charge. I am. The reason <laughs> I've gathered you here today is to talk about quote unquote M Night's downfall. A lot of people peg the village as great movie yeah exactly thank you that's all that i wanted to i just wanted to clear the air on the village thank you've done it it's a good ass movie it's great movie. it got a bad rap at the time right Uh, and you're looking for the Shyamalan twist and that twist comes it fuck it 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 it, 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 it twists twice in that sure uh, the twist I'm talking about is we're in, mo- very, we're in modern end. times. Yeah, we're and, in modern times. Yeah, which yeah. I was like, damn. And I thought he that. I mean, it. I thought that good. movie was so good. It was and great. just like Glass, yeah. it was not very well received at the time. And it was beautiful. It had great cinematography. It was. The, the red is a thing. And yeah. The red, the way they showed the red, and and you know, I mean, you think there's a villain, but there's a second villain. I, yeah. I thought I, Signs is solid. And I saw Signs with my young son, who I'm trying village. to get in the movie. The village. Yeah. Where, where are we at? The village. The Red Aliens? The, anyway, the Red Aliens. So we're back to, uh, yeah. So my, my, my son and I bonded over that film, and we'll watch that about once a year. Like I watch The Village about once a year. I like The Village very oh, much. Nice. It's a great movie. Yeah, and great. very bad rap. People peg it as his decline. Then it's not comes, his decline. The Lady in the Water is oof. where it happens. And then The Happening was not well received either. And Horrible. And fuck The Last Airbender. Well, hold on. Let's before we get to The Last Airbender. The Happening is one of the worst movies ever made. That's what At the says. budget it was made at to be presented in theaters as a serious exercise. The happening <laughs> is ridiculously horrible. $48 million budget, $163 million at the box office. I believe it. Mark Wahlberg was at some power, and uh, you got the M. Night Shyamalan Arguably. name, which is still going to bring something. $48 million is not thing. that bad. That's all it costs. Not that bad. Did no, you, he, you know, honestly, Gurney, you that, see happening? Yes. Horrible. I actually, no. The last disagree, Airbender cost $150 million. Wow. We never got a fight before. We, we bring it. We, we, I'm, you like The Happening? The Happening I knew you did based so on a poorly slight, small remark you made earlier. I, that's I, when all the celebrities' that, news got released. The right? Happening is gar... That's a frapping. That's that. Okay. <laughs> Flappening. Okay. We're doing a lot of fapping in this episode. No, yeah, the Happening is garbage, man. No, Defend I like The Happening it. now. I'm okay. going to drink while you do. To me... Okay, so... The, the experience of the happening is, to some extent... Just you love Mark Wahlberg, I forgot. No. I do. I love Zoe Deschanel, though. She's do you? Uh, yeah. I mean, what am I going <laughs> to say? I mean, right. yeah, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I do. All the Real Girls is my introduction to her, which, if you haven't seen, is a wonderful film. I David Gordon it. Green. Uh, you know, you have... Uh, she and him, which I always liked. I got to see live a few times. Elf. Defend, defend the happening. Elf, Elf's wonderful funny. film. Defend no, the happening. The, the happening is one of those films that I think is just misunderstood. I think it is s- sort of half serious, but also half a send up no. of those kind of like that's, that's mystery films. No, it's not <laughs> justification. It really was. In, he was pure on serious when he put made that movie and the send up I don't think so yeah, I don't no, think the so the send up is unintentional irony and unintentional disgust I don't know but no watch that film again and I tell will. me that there's not an intentionality okay. you challenging to, me yeah okay I yeah, will I, I will. am <laughs> it's I think it is kind of a singular movie going experience I remember so I went to go see that in the theater on one of those days where I did a double feature for myself where I went to see The Happening and Wally. On the same day, 
And I remember that being a saw wonderful, a a wonderful. No, I saw two wonderful movies <laughs> that I saw. You're drunk. I am not. No, I, you are, Joe. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I have not you. seen The Happening, so I cannot weigh in it's on this. It's so bad. I've only heard bad things. It's David. so bad. Watch it. Okay. I, I want to see. I, I Okay, we'll, we'll have to do like a mini episode or something where both of you go back and watch The Happening. No, you watch it for the first time. All these you watch movies. It. No, yeah, happening right. no let's episode. do a beer that, and a movie follow up in the next episode. We'll watch The Happening okay. and you'll, you'll, you'll quiz us. And then okay. garbage. So, Ethan, Ethan will watch literally every MSM. <laughs> yes. yes. Other yeah. than Six yeah. Sense. Yeah. Other, Other than, than Six Sense, yes. He made more movies than that? <laughs> I, I will say that I, I, I know that uh, David Boardwell, who's a like, world-famous film scholar guy, he lo- he thought Lady... What's it called? Lady? Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water was the best film of the year. No. Wow. So you should look him up, look up his blog and read his justification for that. I bet it's interesting. It's so okay. bad. I think, I think it's pretty good, too. I, I mean, this Lady in the Water? Paul Giamatti yeah. wow. post Taking... sideways. Now, I never... Paul Giamatti's still good. He's yes, got some he's power. Wonderful. He's going to pick a great film. Of course, this director comes to me. This is the beginning of the end for this guy until his resurrection was split. That movie's uh, what's the girl's name? The 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 mermaid, um, uh, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Yeah, yeah, she's Dallas got some Bryce heat. Dallas Bryce, film. Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard, Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, yeah. it's, it's Ron yeah. Howard's daughter. Yes, Bryce Dallas. Yeah. Howard. Okay, so the so. okay, so the happening, which is apparently a great film, uh, that's misunderstood. <laughs> the Last Airbender is not. No. The last Airbender. I didn't trash. see that. I did now, not as see somebody, it. Trash. As somebody who was of a did you watch appropriate the series, age to the, watch the yeah. series? Exactly. Great series. People um, love that. I mean, that's like your generation. Awful Carlos, it's movie. coming to the big screen with a notable director. Awful movie. Right. Absolutely awful movie. I didn't even see it in the theater because I knew it was hot trash. I saw it on TV or like on HBO or some random bullshit later. Uh-huh. And, it the, is and awful. that and I'm that glad was I didn't probably from what I understand, I think his biggest budget. That was yeah. like 150 yeah. million. Yeah, huge budget. Yeah. Um, After Earth Big also property. unfortunately not a good movie. As much as I love the Smiths. Uh, the visit didn't see, but as we mentioned earlier, brought him back. Split, true return to form. Now I glass. I, I, not I do want to. I want to say something because I caught out the corner of my eye a film that we didn't mention. That I think we can agree is pretty strong. Stuart Little. Stuart Little. He, oh my god! He, yeah, he did Stuart Little. He, he wrote. He wrote. Wrote it. Wrote it. Wrote it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of interesting. And yeah. he wrote "She's All That" along with uh, Greg Brooker. Yeah, "She's All That." Good movie. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I think he was screenwriter. For Rachel Lee Cook. That that, that, can we just pause and say that's weird? What that he like, worked like he on wrote, Stuart Little? I mean, she's all that. She's and Stuart all Little. That. That's, and a, that's at a point of his career. Was Stuart he, Little. Yeah, he made and cash. he made all these. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with no. that. I'm just yeah. saying it's cash little, your checks, man. Cash your checks. I'm I'm all for that. I just think it's not quite in the oeuvre <laughs> that we. Would he was expect. also in an episode of Entourage <laughs> to round out his uh, filmography. And I think an that he makes the cameo I'm, in most of his films, a la Hitchcock. He does. Yeah, actually, same. Uh, character in Unbreakable Split, right. and which so I, I didn't. Loved. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, and that the, was nice. And the that fact that nice. the Unbreakable Kid comes back in Glass, also great. Yeah. Um, you didn't I mean, cringe a little when he goes, "Do you remember when I was the drug dealer at the stadium?" No, I sure was. I like some that. Bad I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun. Okay, this so is the, f- coming from the guy that wants me to watch the happening again on purpose, it is. I'll it is, it. and it. we're gonna do it. So. What we're also going to do is talk about this beer. Yeah. And 
11 Below from out of Houston with Java Space. Does this remind you of the Bomb series? Yeah, a little bit. I think Bomb in its best incarnations has a little bit more little bit more body to it than this, but not a whole lot and I like it. It doesn't have the chili, you know, like the the bomb. Well, will I think have... this has some of the chili. You do? I'm getting some of that. I'm not getting that. Oh, they are putting that in there. I'm not getting a lot of the cinnamon no, or the chili. Yeah, I'm not either. But um, I'm but getting I a like bit it. of both. Truthfully, maybe those two cans are different because I could definitely no. smell that cinnamon. I was. You thinking can smell of the choco, cinnamon, right? I mean, uh, honestly, yeah. yeah, honestly, I'm enjoying it, but I wasn't getting it. No, but it's there. It's not. It's not totally. Absent. Who's a fan of milk stout in general? Me, Me. always, Everybody? every time. Yeah, milk stout's a go-to thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a creamy, uh, smooth. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic style. I, um, yeah, love it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm a big fan. I, I wish I had realized this was in the cooler at the wedding. I, I would have definitely capped off the evening with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a nice. My brother I, did. It's got a nice ABV for a milk stout. You're at nine, and uh, yeah, milk stouts are a, usually a lot a of lower. strong flavor, and I'm enjoying this very much. I appreciate you bringing this. To the yes, party thank today. you, Carlos. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of cinnamon. Hmm. I mean, now that you're saying it, I'm getting it more. I w- I wasn't when we were. I got more cinnamon than both of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, do we think that? Shamalama Ding Dong is back, or do we think that after Glass he's going to the movie that you make and the uh, amount of box office that it gets allows you to make your next movie. So therefore, yes, he is back. Well, so so Glass, this is a standalone trilogy, and it is over. We do not know what is next. Must be original thing. Must be. Yeah. So it'll it'll all depend on that next film, and I'm sure we'll discuss it here. So he got. James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Sarah Paulson, and Samuel L. Jackson. All, all for, 20 for 20 million. For 20 million. With the, bu- the whole budget, 20 wow. million. That's yeah. amazing. They, yeah. were re- they were ready to make a movie. They were, they were ready to, to make do this movie. And uh, made $167.3 million according must to be current Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, of they course, must be of getting course they are. You always make, that, you always make yeah. that trade off. Yeah. yeah. But... I mean, still. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten smarter. I mean, I think that's the the interesting thing is when you look at that dip, you know, wh- whether you want to debate the quality of those films, it definitely got to a point where he was doing those bigger budget, you know, Last Air- Airbender and After Earth in particular, where he's going those hundred million plus dollar budgets. And not bringing and the gross in to justify not, it. Right. I mean, actually. And I, and I went to the not, midnight screening of After Earth. No kidding. Really? First day I was uh, there. <laughs> Mistake. It, it looked it looked potentially interesting. But, but now that he's kind of back uh, down to those smaller it. budgets, it's interesting. And and I think when we were talking about Glass in particular in the first part of the episode, we all appreciated that it was kind of at a modest scale. Mm-hmm. There was something kind of cool about seeing somebody pull something off that's not so much about special effects and uh, and CGI I, as it is I'm, just telling an interesting story on a kind of human scale if the pre-marketing budget was 20 that means the actors took nothing except for scale right so uh it seemed like a much larger budget than that and i give him kudos for that because that's hard to pull off yeah. yeah and i mean it's nice to see a superhero movie where your protagonist ha- their biggest downfall is water yeah just like 
a pothole full of water, you know, <laughs> like to see something like that after the grandeur of the, you know, the whole fight scene before, right. which yeah, is yeah, an anticlimactic right. screenwriting trick, but it, it works. It here. works. It works here. And it, it's, you know, I said it at the top of the episode. I'll say it a thousand more times. I'm so glad they didn't try to destroy Philadelphia or some big yeah, building. I agree, but I like, but I like that they made it like a looming yeah. possibility. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Pulling its punches, all that, but you don't have to pull your punches when you engage with us because on social media we're all over it. Yeah. You never find, pull a punch. Never pull a punch. Tweet all your hot takes at me. Uh, Twitter at beer movie show. Uh, Instagram, you can find um, all of the things that we are drinking on the episodes, the things we're drinking out in the world, um, and that is at Beer and a Movie, and then Facebook.com slash Beer and a Movie TX. That is where you can keep up with... Um, Your wedding. That's <laughs> where you can keep up with what episodes have been posted, um, what movies... Sometimes we tease the movies we're going to be doing on future episodes, right. and maybe possibly a live taping of a future episode that could that happen will, that will happen on that the facebook happen. and as always if you want a more detailed description of what exactly is going on on the episode uh some pictures of the beer we're drinking maybe a movie poster or a still from the film you can find us at beerandmoviepodcast.com those are the places if you're listening to this on apple podcast please rate review and subscribe that's very helpful um, especially the reviews don't just rate leave a review as well uh, that helps us a great deal in uh, planning out future episodes and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening, as always. And adios. So long. And M. Night, if you're listening, maybe a movie about a podcast that encounters a mysterious <laughs> crop circle made by grandparents. Or siblings. Or siblings. <laughs> or just send an envelope full of cash. Thank you.